Hey there, welcome to Business Breakthroughs. I am your host, Neil DiPentino, and we have a great guest with us today. Um, he is an author, he's a speaker, and he's also a business coach, but more than all of that, he is an advocate for workplace happiness. And I, I love that whole concept. We've been talking a little bit about it before the show. We're going to get into that in just a bit. But from Charlotte, North Carolina, please welcome the founder of Fun for, of the Fun First Strategy, Mr. Pete Kuziak. Pete, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Neil. Thanks for having me on. This is excellent. Absolutely. So Fantastic. Did I pronounce your name correctly? Yeah, Kuziak. You got it right. I, you know, I, I was, I, I, I've been a big fan of the Broncos for a long time and their coach for a while was uh, Kubiak. Yeah. And I just kind of put two and two together. I should have asked you before the podcast, but that's okay. We got it. We got good. it. You did good. All right. All right. So we're ready to have a little fun today, right? That's right. So, you know, the fun first strategy is all about making fun a priority, right? And so I thought it would be kind of neat to start our podcast here with a little game. It's called the Jinx Game. I actually oh. learned, <laughs> I learned this from my kids. And what you do is you take a topic, any topic, and I'll say one, two, three, and you shoot uh, a word associated with that topic. And we keep going rapid fire until we say the same thing, in which then you have to say jinx, and the first person to say jinx wins. Okay? Okay. Pretty All easy. Right. We'll do one round of my topic, and then we'll do one round of your topic. Okay. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. How old are your children? So I have four kiddos. Uh, my oldest is fourteen. I have a twelve-year-old, and I have an eight and six-year-old. So we have lots of fun and games in my house. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I feel like I'm like already in trouble, but uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and get this thing rolling. <laughs> All right. So he, here's the topic I'm going to choose. It's going to be sports. I love sports. I have a, a background. Uh, in, in sport exercise science. So I thought it'd be kind of neat for us to do that. Um, so I'm going to say one, two, three, and just shout out a sport. Ready? One, two, three, tennis. Lacrosse. Oh, didn't, we, did, we didn't match. Okay, we'll keep going. We're going to try to go faster. One, two, three, baseball. Football. <laughs> one, two, three, tennis. Baseball. Oh. One, two, three, soccer. Swimming. <laughs> one. Two, three, softball, football. One, two, three, football. Racing. <laughs> it's going to go on forever. You no, know, ready? One, okay. two, three, lacrosse. Lacrosse. Oh, jinx. <laughs> I couldn't think. Jinx. I got well, you. You got me. I got you. Got you. Me. Anyway, Absolutely. just a little fun. Bring in the smile yeah, already. I love it. But Absolutely. That's, that's how you play the jinx game. I love it. So, like, when you're hooking up with people and, 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 and teaching this concept that you have or talking about. So is this like a game that you play to, in order to like, kind of, you know, get the kind of ball rolling, maybe create some teamwork, that type of thing. You know, it's it maybe not that game, but gameplay is certainly a big part of our strategy is when you can loosen up with uh, play, what I call my principles of play, uh, which stands for prioritize laughter and youth. It, you, you already start the stage with uh, creativity problem solving, uh, not being afraid to make a mistake. And when you bring that into the work environment, it just magic happens. So I think, you know, I've, I've worked with businesses already that, um, you know, they do play a lot of games. They may have a really neat game room or they'll have certain weeknights or a couple of times a year they'll go do something. But I think, you know, the true magic happens when you make the play right? And the fun a priority. So that's where the fun first strategy comes in because you actually will put fun first uh, and you you learn and you work through those play play activities. So yeah, that's just a little sample there of what we would do. 
What's really interesting is that, um, you know, so I've had several podcasts and I've interviewed several people and I've been in business for a long, long, long time. And I've never really come across anybody that had this kind of a concept. I mean, the the concept's been there, but it's not, you know, um, uh, like, uh, like a, like a, a mantra or yeah. something that, you know, is like really, you just know it's there. It's not like you have a great job, you have a lot of fun, but nobody actually says, we're going to make fun first. Yeah. I've or, never had that before in my life. Well, we're actually going to use it as a business strategy, right? Uh, okay. As that catalyst to drive success. And I can tell you that, um, you know, being a business owner myself, owning multiple business and franchising, like this is what works. Um, you know, the grind mentality the culture of grind is just a thing of the past. The new workforce is coming in and they're looking for things like workplace happiness, mental health awareness, uh, choosing organizations that prioritize their well-being. And there's no better way for me, there was no better way for me to, to, to create a strategy than to use fun as that catalyst. Because what's more universal than fun? Everybody likes to have fun. It's just a matter of making sure we're aligned on what that fun is, right? Um, sure. Yeah. And I call it the, uh, the rule of grandma. You got to follow the rule of grandma. Otherwise, you're going to have a, an HR nightmare. So uh, if you wouldn't do it in front of grandma, don't do it at business. <laughs> um, okay. Well, that makes a whole lot of sense. I like that. Yeah. 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 Well, of course, you, if you knew my grandma, um, yeah, she was like big in the roller derby. So she was like, uh, she had some choice words when they were, uh, when that was on TV. But anyway, nice. That's, awesome. uh, that's a whole other story altogether. Hey, you didn't throw out roller derby when we were talking about sports. <laughs> I I just thought of it just now. I should have, but we would have never, we'd have been still going for the next 25 minutes. Right. Um, so what do you say to somebody who says, look, Okay, I, I get. I buy into your your concept. Fun first. I mean, we need to have a, a fun environment. We have an environment that people really, you know, they want to come to work in the morning. They want to, they want to be here. They want to do their jobs well and everything. They just want to be part of everything we've got going on. But, you know, we're a business first. We, you know, we have to have a you know a revenue stream. We have to have you know some rules that say you know look things have to get done. How do you, how do you address those type of things? With, yeah, that's with a great question. Philosophy? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for asking because, you know, all work, no play, no play, all work, you know, all those cliches that you hear in business. Um, one of my favorite uh, things that kind of, kind of bucks the system is a lot of people say, well, yeah, I believe in work hard, play hard, right? That as a business, we need to work hard and we need to hit our business goals and we need to, to make sure that we're profitable and, and, you know, following our business plan and things like that. And then we can play. And I, you know, I honestly believe that that's, it's an, it's an artificial dichotomy that they just don't go hand in hand. You have to, you can't have one without the other. You do them both the same. Right. So instead I like to flip the credo, play hard and work hard, right? Play hard and work hard. Because if your focus, if your culture is about revenue and working hard, um, you're going to wind up with a grind culture. You're actually going to push people away, especially the younger generations we were talking about earlier. Yeah. So although business and profitability and hitting your goals are important, you have to find a way to do that hand in hand. So it's not a reward because what I find, especially with a lot of companies that reach out to me, is that they'll tell me I have a reward system. We have an incentive system where we go play, we'll do things when we hit goals. And I'm like, no, it's wrong. It needs to be with working towards your goals because you're going to find that your, your teams and your people and yourself, more importantly, are actually 
working hard, you're more creative, you're more productive because you're having fun along the way. Um, a lot of times, yeah, a lot of times, and, and honestly, in my early business years, I was guilty of this too, where um, we would have those incentives. And sometimes we wouldn't hit the goal to achieve the incentive. So what do you think that did to the team? Demo- it actually worked as a, a demotivator. And we ended up losing right. a lot of people because we couldn't follow through. Um, so a good practice for me, and uh, one of the things that I would say when you're implementing the strategy is you never want to dangle the carrot of fun. So although business, you know, revenues, your goals, all those things are important, you want to use it with. Don't dangle the carrot of fun and never do it. Do it with. You'll right. find that your people are way more happier. They're way more productive. They're way more creative. The, the problem solving that happens with the fun first strategy is unreal. Cool. Very good. So basically it's the kind of the theory or the um, philosophy of immediate gratification versus the, you know, delayed gratification thing. Like you're going to get something, you dangle that carrot, you're going to get something down the road. If you do this, that, and the other thing, now you're just basically paying off as you go along. And so people can see that reward and it's not this thing that, you know, this, this shining star that you can never reach. Right. Perhaps. Right. Exactly. It's, it's infused with, so it's a play hard and work hard mentality. Right. Right. Um, you know, so obviously this is not something you're sitting on the couch on a Friday night watching television thinking about. So, you know, I think I'm going to start this philosophy called fun, fun first, the strategy, I should say. Uh, you've actually been using this in your own business now for the past, like, what, 20 some odd years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I've been a, uh, a franchisee uh, for about 16 years, um, but I've been in franchising for over 20 years, um, working both with uh, franchisors and different brands plus owning my own. So these are strategies that I've kind of learned um, and implemented over a a 20 plus year career. Um, But what was neat about being in franchising uh, and working with um, business owners all around the world, business leaders, sales managers, general managers, uh, part-time staff, you name it, is there was the same problems brand to brand. It was the same faces, right? but different people, <laughs> you know, there was all universal. So I was like, yeah, different products, right? Yeah, I get that. Uh, it was different products that we were, we were, uh, you know, uh, putting out there, but it was the same issue. So I said, there's gotta be a u- unique, there's gotta be a singular way to kind of address all this. And then um, I started saying, you know, the, the businesses that seem to win, the ones that are really doing well are the ones that are having the most fun. Um, Mm -hmm. The the environment is really neat. The culture is amazing. The people want to 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 uh, work to their best abilities because it's just a neat environment to be in. And, uh, you know, like I said, I have experienced it myself with uh, owning our businesses, which we own uh, the little gym here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And, um, you know, we used to have a ton of fun with the kids. Right. That's what the products was all about. But some of those same strategies that uh, we're employing, you know, at that business, we're also working at other businesses that I was had my hands in, right? Um, That you would have never have guessed like executive coaching or roofing, or um, even quick service restaurants, right? The same concept. And I was like, wow, this is this is something I need to put it together. So it's achievable. And that there's a little bit of a structure to it. And it doesn't necessarily sound like fun. But for me, 
I like to kind of do those things. It was fun for me. So I kind of put the structure together. I was like, all right, here's the steps. Here's kind of what you need to do to really liven up your business. So it, it was a culmination of lots of years of, of practice, lots of years of, of making mistakes, but also seeing um, what was happening in, in business America, right? And seeing, okay, there's got to be a way to solve these issues because they're all basically the same issues, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how it came about. I love it. So you you talk about different steps. I want to get into that just in a second. But one of the things that uh, I was kind of thinking as you were speaking is that uh, if an employee, uh, a staff is, you know, they're, they're enjoying their job, they're having fun and everything, I would imagine that for an employer, the retention rate goes up, their loyalty rate goes up, people are going to stay longer, they're going to be loyal employees, they're going to do a much better job. Uh, and they want to do a much better job for that employer uh, if they're enjoying what they're doing. Is that correct? That's 1000% correct. And, and I'll even take it up to a next level is, is we had, there was a time in my um, business ownership where we were having tremendous amount of turnover and uh, for whatever reason, right. Um, and we, and what we found was once we started implementing these strategies, um, I said, you know, whether somebody came to work for me one day or 10 years, I wanted their experience to be the most fun experience they had with work, right? With a business and um, things started to change and, and, and the attitudes would change. And even if folks left us, right? Because I'm, I'm a realist. I know that in, that in that particular business that I owned, we weren't creating lifetime employees. It happens once in a while, but most of the time it was young uh, college age kids or, you know, older high school students, things like that. And then we had also young adults, you know, uh, older adults too, but um, we would have people leave to try a new experience just to come back a couple of weeks later and say, oh my gosh, this just wasn't what I was thinking it was, even though this, that, or the other, you know, we want to come back because we know that the experience here, the fun we were having, it just was more, um, more fun to come to work. So um, yeah, so yes, retention rates soar. But also, if you have the right mindset and you understand that, you know, it's okay if somebody leaves, they're going to come back too. So, um, right. your, rehire, so <laughs> your rehire is is easier too. I love that. You know, and, and if you're a smart employer, a smart business owner, you realize that it costs you more to hire and, and train a new employee than it does to retain the, the employee that you have. And, 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 and I love what you're saying. I think that uh, that's definitely one way. I mean, because you think about a lot of employers say, well, I'm going to bonus them. I'll give them some money. I'll throw money at them. I'll throw them maybe a couple days off, that type of thing. And that's all fine and good, but that's not always what incents somebody to do a good job for you. That's right. That's right. Well, fantastic. And you talked about, the steps involved with uh, your 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 strategy. Can you maybe just kind of give us kind of a little bit of an overview? I mean, obviously, you don't want to give us the entire thing. Maybe we don't have time, but just kind of let's let's walk through some of the steps of how you how you would approach a business with this this strategy. Yeah, you know, I'm really glad you asked that because when I was creating the the strategy and I was writing the, uh, my book that you mentioned is coming out, I wanted to make sure that it was easy. Um, you know, having been experienced with reading a lot of business books. Um, and trying to implement different strategies was always cumbersome, right? And it would fizzle out after, you know, maybe the third or fourth or fifth step. So I said, when I, when I create this uh, and when I start, you know, um, writing, I wanted to make sure it was easy. One step, there's one 
very important step um, that starts everything. Um, and that's by asking the most important igniter question is how do I make this fun? If you have a business problem, if you have a desired outcome, if you have a goal, um, start by asking, how do I make this fun? You're automatically going to click some positive parts of your brain. Your creativity and problem solving are going to soar because you're thinking in a manner that's more productive rather than how and, you know, if and, you know, dollars and, you know, all the stuff that come along with, with, you know, really being in a stuck in a place of like, how do I make this fun? And then there's a, uh, the follow up to that is just, you go grab a play. Uh, and, and that's a the play stands for prior to prioritize, uh, laughter and youth, right? And, um, I have a playbook that you can use and it's got 60 something different plays, um, that you can just grab a play and have some fun. And then you'll realize that solving that business issue or challenging that obstacle or hitting that metrics makes it so much easier. So Fantastic. super easy and simple. You know, it's a philosophy. Uh, you, we call it a strategy, but really a strategy and a philosophy uh, that maybe more people should think about, now, especially in this day and age. Um, so like when you're talking about the fun first thing um, in, in like an office, for instance, like our office, uh, we have, uh, we kind of work on a hybrid basis. We have people who are here all the time. Uh, and now since COVID, a lot of people are working from home. So how do you, uh, you know, how do you do that? How do you deal with the people who are not necessarily in your office to help make their jobs fun? Yeah, absolutely. So remote uh, employment is really big, right? We all know that. Um, so, and it's often overlooked in cultures and it's often overlooked business cultures. That is, it's, it's overlooked in, that sense of community. So I find that communication strategies uh, are important, right? And tying everybody together. So I have in my playbook um, so many different ways for remote teams to get in on the fun, um, but it does involve more digital and more communication resources. But there are so many online games. There are so many online communication uh, softwares that you can use to create this fun and the culture and keep the team together. Um, I'll give you an example. So not too long ago, I was working with a company and um, they were, they were all virtual. And I, you know, we found out through some coaching that the team loved cooking for the most part, everyone enjoyed cooking or eating. Right. <laughs> uh, so I said, well, why don't you do Who that? Doesn't, right? <laughs> right. So why don't, why don't you do this? The, the next, um, the next team meeting, what I want you to do is you're going to draw from a hat and that person is going to actually virtually cook a meal for everybody, right? And then you had to take notes, right? As the, the one watch, you had to take notes because you are then going to film yourself cooking that same exact meal, right? For the following meeting. So it just created this really neat environment where they were communicating, they were talking, um, they were having some fun, um, you know, with, with bonding and, you know, communication. And, and actually that solved a lot of other issues they were having because as a remote team, you know, sometimes doubling up, tripling up on work happens all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're not communicating effectively. So imagine if you use something that was as silly as cooking, but it, it made your team talk more on a frequent basis. I guarantee you they were talking about work projects as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, it, it caused a lot of, uh, it created a lot of, um, you know, camaraderie, but it also alleviated and minimized the amount of double work that was being done in that company. So, right. Right. Yeah. 
just from a little silly game. <laughs> a little silly game. And, you know, I can imagine, you know, I've worked from home uh, pretty much my entire career. Uh, I'm in an office now and, and a lot. I love the office environment. And, but, you know, uh, I can remember um, that, I you know, I kind of felt like I wasn't part of the team, you know, because, yeah. you know, the people who work inside the office, you know, they would get together on the weekends and the evenings, have a drink or whatever. They would, you know, sit and console each other when there was a problem. They would help each other and, and celebrate, you know, with each other when there was something cool that happened and everything. And here I am like a hundred miles away by myself and going like, geez, I'm missing out on all this. So I love the whole concept of trying, even if they're not in that office, trying to bring them. And I think it's super important in this day and age because we are distant and, yeah. and we do feel like we're on, you know, uh, an Island all by ourselves sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I can tell you too, sometimes, um, you know, businesses that I talk to, they're a little bit hesitant when it comes to incentivizing or doing things um, like play activities and having fun because they think there's a cost associated with it, right? There's going to be a dollar associated. But if you take the example I talked about, there was no financial investment from the company other than, you know, paying their team who was already having a team meeting. We just injected something that was already happening, right? Hey, you have food at your fridge. You have like, there was no cost to the business to create this opportunity for a fun experience. Yeah. So it, I love it, it. Yeah, it worked really well. Um, but, you know, yeah. I was, I was thinking too about another instance where, um, you know, coffee talk, Right. I don't know if it, it's becoming a big thing right now. Everyone's like, let's meet for coffee, especially, you know, at, uh, businesses that do a lot of heavy outreach. Right. Um, and they're trying to schedule time with you to, you know, give a pitch or talk about the, your services and stuff. So it's like schedule coffee. Um, and that's great. I love coffee. You're going to get me every time on the phone with a coffee, with an introduction with coffee. But if we're not actually drinking coffee, you're going to lose with me. Because don't promise me coffee and not deliver on coffee. <laughs> of course. So, come on. Yeah, yeah, right. So, you know, the fun first strategy would say, you know, also include elements of surprise. So I yeah. think, you know, if, if you're going to go through the process of uh, outreach, you know, you have somebody that's interested to say, hey, why don't you shoot me um, the best way to send you a gift certificate, right? Yeah. Or, or or email you, uh, uh, you know, five or ten bucks to Starbucks. Easy to do these things. And then go grab your coffee or have it delivered to your house and we'll have coffee together. So you initiate that with them, right? Um, or whatever they choose, if I like tea or whatever, that's fine. But, yeah. you know, take it up to the next level, right? Don't leave these empty promises out there because I tell you, it makes a big difference. Yeah, uh, 100%. I, I, I've actually uh, used that concept in sales where I've had... You know, I, I can remember a long time ago, I was working with a client, a big client, and um, she was she was pregnant. She was having a really tough day physically and mentally, and she just didn't want to talk to anybody. She didn't want to. But we had things we had to, to get done. And so I asked my assistant to send her a, a cookie gram. And I didn't even know if there was such a thing at the time as a cookie gram. I just figured there, there's got to be some way. And uh, so a couple hours later. Uh, she called me and thanked me for the cookies that were delivered and her whole attitude totally changed because now all of a sudden somebody took enough time to know that, uh, that she was having some difficulty, uh, showed that we, you know, it wasn't just like, yeah, hey, let's talk business. It was something about, you know, c caring for one another, that type of thing. And, uh, yeah. 
it all worked out pretty well. We did a lot of business with them thereafter. We didn't even talk business when she called. We just talked about, you know, when she was going to have her baby and that kind of stuff. So it's really cool. I'm, so I really appreciate everything you're saying. Yeah. Like we're getting really close to the end here. I hate to cut you off there. No but, worries. Uh, we have something else very important uh, to talk about, something that's coming up on January 23rd. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Thanks so much for, for mentioning. But I have, yeah, my book launches January 23rd. It's called Drop the F-Bomb in Your Business with the fun first strategy. So having a little play on words there, uh, the F-bomb, not the F-bomb you're thinking, uh, <laughs> certainly not the finance bomb, because uh, <laughs> nothing sounds like less fun than finance, but uh, whatever, right. it's actually the fun bomb. And so the book's all about, um, is it obviously business genre book, and it's about steps and the, the fun first strategy and how you can actually bring fun into your business. You're going to detonate a fun bomb in your business. So uh, it's it's all about all the ways to do that, buying into the concept, um, talking about, you know, possibilities on, on, on how it works and, um, you know, what to use and things like that. So it's, it's really terrific. Um, one of the, one of the neatest things about the book is I wanted to write a book and I needed it to feel fun, right? Because how do you, how do you, you know, bring that out in a book. Because to me, like I said before, you know, I've read books as like the 10 strategies of or the five rules of or the 15 rules. I said, oh man, this, my book needs to be a little bit more um, lively. So um, you'll see that part of the strategy is to take mandatory fun breaks. And we talk about that. I wrote about that in the book, but I actually have that built into the book. So at the end of each chapter, you take a mandatory fun break and you'll do these little activities. So um, try to make it interactive and, and something a little bit different than you would see from a business strategy book. I love it. So, yeah. That sounds great. And you said January 23rd. How, how can our audience get a hold of this book? <laughs> yeah. So right now I've got pre-sales going on. Uh, you go to www.thefunfirststrategy.com and you can, you can order a copy there direct through me. I'm doing, I'm fulfilling Oh, a couple hundred orders that I'll sign and send out. But you can go on Amazon, you can go on Barnes and Noble, you can go on Books a Million. Uh, you'll see that it's available for you to, to grab. So pretty excited about that. Pre-sales have gone really well, but the launch January 23rd, I think it's, it's going to be huge. I think the, the book is so timely right now. Workplace happiness is a hot topic and your yeah. people care about it, right? Your, your younger generation is asking for it. And this book really helps bridge that gap. If you're, you know, understand that this is the route you need to go. I really think that this is a concept that would work for me. Grab the book or give us a call. It will help you start to implement some of these strategies and some of these plays um, so that you can really create workplace happiness, not just for yourself, but the responsibility you have to do that with your people. So outstanding. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you very much for that. So we're, again, we're coming to the end. Any final thoughts you'd like to leave our audience with? Just, you know, keep fun first. That's at the end of the day, if you take one thing from me, keep fun first, not just in your business, but in your life and, uh, you know, enjoy it. We, we, we work really hard, right? I get that. And you'll have positive outcomes in life, but just keep fun first. Um, 
and you'll be fine. <laughs> All right. Sounds great. So, Pete, uh, you're also uh, one of the things we didn't mention. You also are a business coach. So if anybody yeah. wants to get in contact with you to talk about your coaching services, to talk more about uh, your, your, your book and your strategy, and maybe just find out a little bit about, more about Pete, how do they go about doing that? Yeah, you can reach out. Uh, like I said, go to my website, thefunfirststrategy.com. Uh, you can also email me, Pete, at thefunfirststrategy.com. Um, one of the neat things we're offering now is a business certification in the Fun First strategy. So you can be a certified Fun First business that comes with an amazing trophy that you can showcase, not just to the people you're interviewing so that they know they've made a right choice in, in coming to, to work for you, but your customers. Um, one thing I forget to, forgot to mention too in the book is that there are strategies on how not just do you have Fun First with the people that work with you, but how to have fun with your customers. Well, that, that could come up in part two. <laughs> I hear you. Absolutely. All right. Sounds great. Well, Pete, thank you so much for being on our show with us today. Really, we're a great, great guest. Really appreciate it. And folks, that is our show for today. So thankful that you could be with us. Business Breakthrough is sponsored by Titan Media Works. Check us out at titanmediaworks.com. That's works spelled W-O-R-X. And check out all of our great hosts on the Small Business Delivered Network at smallbusinessdelivered.com. Until next time, have a fun day. Good, good seeing you. Take care. Bye-bye.